Welcome to the Chamber Voice of Business Podcast presented by AT&T. I am Steve Cox with the Rogers Lowell Area Chamber of Commerce. And today we are joined by Mr. Raymond Burns and Mr. Tim Smith. Raymond is sitting in because Mr. Smith is one of his old teachers uh, at Rogers High School growing up here in Northwest Arkansas. And uh, Mr. Smith was the first uh, full-time drama teacher for Rogers High School back, I believe he started 1971, 1972, and really took that program from that had been doing a play a year and things like that and, and grew that into a multi-play a year program and just really laid the foundation into what has become the community theater scene here in Rogers. Obviously a lot of people put time and effort into, into making the programs what it is today, uh, not just at the high school level, but also on the community theater level with Arkansas Public Theater. Um, and so it's just great to hear his stories. We're gonna be talking about kind of some of the experiences he had the challenges, some of his favorite productions, uh, and just really get a, a sense of history of how we have gone from a high school program all the way up to the wonderful art scene that we have here in Rogers in Northwest Arkansas today. So again, thank you for listening to the Chamber of Voice of Business podcast presented by AT&T. Well, gentlemen, thank you both for joining us today uh, here on the Chamber of Voice of Business podcast presented by AT&T. And uh, Raymond, you had some, uh, some, some questions for your old teacher here that you uh, wanted, needed some answers to, I guess. Well, yeah, I did, Steve. Um, good morning. It's always good to have, um, have old friends. And uh, I certainly have a very old friend with us this morning, uh, Tim Smith. Um, Tim... Um, Started in Naperville, Illinois, and uh, graduated high school. Ended up at Drury College. Yeah. And Drury University now. Drury University. Yeah, right. And ended up teaching in Rogers, Arkansas, at Rogers High School in 1971. How did you get to Rogers High School, Tim? Tell us a little bit about that journey. Well, thanks. That's a great lead-in question. <laughs> lead-in question. We, we always like to start with the softball. Yeah, you know? there we we'll go. Get to the, exactly. The deep stuff here in a little bit. Well, I was very fortunate at uh, Drury to have two uh, classmates who were from Rogers, and um, uh, one of the one of the young young ladies was um, uh, is Martha Gates Jones, and Dave Gates was and Audrey Gates were extremely important in micro, which I'll, I'll talk about a little bit later. And, and Bill Woodard, W.C. Woodard was on the school board here, as I recall. And, and um, so Martha and I were involved in the theater program at Drury. And, um, and Bill was a very, very close friend. And uh, he, in fact, Bill was the first one to ever bring me to Rogers. To, he was, a great, he's, he was an, and is a great fisherman. So uh, Bill, if you're out there. And uh, so he brought me down to Rogers. I fell in love with Rogers um, all through all through the years of Drury, and uh, uh, it was the Gates, you know, Mr. Gates and Mr. Woodard and others, Mr. Lingle and all those great folks who were uh, running the school system back then, had an opportunity for me to come to to Rogers, and so um, I um, um, I really wanted to um, build a program. I really wanted to see if I could do that. I'd come from a very very um, progressive high school in Naperville, and and the uh, the man who was in charge of the vocal music program there was just outstanding. And so I had, and Drury was a great uh, educate. It was almost like a conservatory education. Mm -hmm. So I really wanted to have an opportunity to um, 
to uh, build a program. And they said, we want, you know, we want to have theater education in, in Rogers and, and uh, take it to next level. And we did over the next uh, five years. So that's how I got here. Well, that, that's awesome. So kind of coming in, building a program, right. you know, that, that's a unique challenge yes, in and it of is. itself. Mm-hmm. I mean, kind of what was your biggest obstacle that you saw coming in trying to take a program from the ground up and, and turn it into what it has eventually morphed into uh, into the, the theater scene here in, right. in, in well, Rogers? Very pr- I'm very proud of that. Um, one of the things uh, that you have to be cautious of is the fact that, you know, I was – I, I grew up in a more of an urban setting, but it was growing too, much mm-hmm. like Rogers. You know, much it was just on the cutting edge of exploding and all that type of thing. And uh, and Drury was well established university, and I had done summer theater, and I was I was really well prepared to come to um, to Rogers. And so uh, I have probably more ideas in five minutes, you know. <laughs> and uh, so it took me a while to sort of gain the. Uh, you know the confidence of the you know the staff and the administration and mm-hmm. and and I had some you know really interesting ideas but one of the things that I learned early on is that the parents want to see their children on stage right it doesn't matter get them up there getting up performing and so I really believed in that and that for me that was how I got involved in theater is that I had educators who believed in getting me up on stage and I took advantage of that and and I wanted my, my students that I was responsible for to have that experience. So, so the biggest challenge for me was just slowing down one step at a time. I'm not, I'm not um, slow by nature. And so I realized that when, the, when, the, when you know, I was dealing with young people, and mm-hmm. so um, I, had to, you know, I had to slow it down. But once we got the ball rolling, uh, I, I was thinking about it. I think we did something like 18 or 19 productions wow. you know and or projects within that five-year you know window or, of opportunity so that 18 in five yeah years, we really that did. is a lot yeah. now, i mean and then we did interesting we did we'll talk about that later but we did really interesting staging tech techniques uh-huh. you know we really i really tried to pay forward if you will right. the education that i was blessed to have had yeah and the neat thing about um drury and 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 uh and really small schools in general that don't have unlimited resources mm-hmm. is you have to really work hard to do quality work because you don't have everything right there. You've really got to be creative. And we were really, <laughs> we were really creative. We didn't have, you know, much. We had a wonderful stage and we were able to use it. I, all I that, can, all I that can time. definitely relate to that as and, a, uh, a theater minor in college. There you go. I, uh, so you know exactly. I directed exact- a few, quite a few plays. There you the go. So you know exactly. Of, of building a courtroom like on a, a limited, it was a performance hall. It wasn't right. even a stage. So it was designed exactly. for singing and operatic things and so trying to trying to do that or and putting they, on Anne Frank yeah, there and you build go. an attic, which worked. It, it worked. Such a tiny of course. Stage. Well, we did, bare, <laughs> we did Barefoot in the Park one year and we actually had... Um, we had little stair things that went up to the supposed bedroom and all oh, that. Yeah. And my, in fact, my theater professor from Dury came down to see it. And he, he said, well, I like the ingenuity. Mm-hmm. But I don't think he was particularly keen on it. But, you know, the, the whole the end of Barefoot in the Park, there's, you know, where he's on the skylight, you know, yeah. he's trying to, you know. And we didn't have a skylight. And I had this young man who was just really wonderful. And I went home one night. I was really, we were tired, getting ready to open. And I came back the next night, and he had built and installed the skylight for wow. me. That it was so good that Mark, the young man who played uh, the lead, mm-hmm. was able to climb up on it 
That's impressive. That's the, yes, <laughs> on the Rogers stage. So that's that's a whole nother discussion. Absolutely, absolutely. So did you find that the efforts that you were putting in were well received from the community? I know sometimes you know starting trying to start something new and fresh. I mean, sometimes there could be some some pushback. And so was, were, were, was it well received? Yeah. Well, I think initially, you know, it's always skeptical, and I was not typical. You know, I was kind of a you know. An, an outsider. I, I, I was an outsider, out a little, a little, yeah, little, a little aggressive, and uh-huh. you know, and all that. Uh, and I was, it was well received. But there's two things that really, really helped. I had um, the administration, not not only at, at Rogers High School, which was what it was called then, yeah. uh, Heritage, I guess now, right? Yes. And um, and the administration, in terms of Mr. Lingle and and um, and others. And Mr. Gates and this and the board, but I really had um, some some young people. See when you know when and which gets me the whole staging thing. Which let me talk about that at some point. Yeah, so no, don't absolutely. let me forget that because that's important. Um, but you know, I, I had I built a core of kids, and there mm-hmm. was a there was a drama club already at the high school. So we just sort of you know developed that. Yeah, we we started a thespian troupe, which is the international high school mm-hmm. you know dramatic society. We started that, and um, we really worked hard to get the parents there. And and really, however, you know there are only so many kids in a play, and there are only so many parents and grandparents. So right. we really had. To, so one of the things we did is we started in kind of like an academy of dramatic arts. Mm-hmm. And so we had uh, probably. 15, 20 people in the community that we asked, you know, we sent them a letter or, you know, whatever, and said, would you please come and look at, see our plays? And and then at the end of the year, we're going to have an award ceremony, yeah. like the Oscars. No, yeah. And that's really when the ball, that's really when we started moving ahead. Because mm-hmm. yeah. you were able to get people from across yep, multiple right. plays, get them in one place, well, and, and you know, to see their competition well, and vice versa. Yeah, and, and this is, you know, I mean, it was it was a simpler time then. But the idea is that I didn't want, I didn't want the, you know, the young people to be actors or actresses or directors. Right. Now, if they chose that path, yeah. and a few, I think, dabbled a little bit past uh, high school, but I wanted them to be um, good uh, citizens of the arts. I really wanted yeah. them to appreciate how hard it is to do what looks e- what looks easy. No, it's absolutely. not. It's and um, and uh, and I think that you know they were they were building their resumes. You know they were you know. If they had stage experience and they were able to be re- recognized for that, that's just it's one thing that would help them in their in their college search. And oh, so, absolutely. so it, well, it was really a lot of professional. I mean, the skills I picked up doing plays in oh, college, yeah. absolutely project management, team management, you know, leadership. I mean, just from the directing side, I only went on stage once, and that was more than enough for me. <laughs> I'm, I'm much more comfortable behind the scenes. Yes, than yeah, I well, that's just stage. the opposite of me. You so, know. But, um, but, well, you, know, you, you wouldn't be doing what you're doing now. No, if you not had, at all. I mean, you the skills had, I picked up, I mean, I was a broadcasting yeah. major, a theater yeah. minor. I mean, mm-hmm. the skills I picked up are Good kind for of the reason well why I'm hosting a podcast today. So. Real well done. Well, thank you. Um, you. You mentioned staging. What was the most technical play that you did that was just, how am I going to pull this off? Frank Gilbert, dear Frank Gilbert, was um, uh Kind of responsible for the uh, student council. Mm-hmm. The time that I was there, I don't know if they still call it the student council anymore. But, and he was a wonderful guy, very supportive. Like I said, the, my staff at the high my staff, but the <laughs> staff at the at, the staff at the high school were so supportive. And uh-huh. he he got the young people to 
uh, relinquish a, a sizable amount of money. I think somewhere around eleven, twelve hundred dollars, probably, wow. to buy lighting instruments because we didn't really have very many. Yeah. So that I think early on, maybe second or third year, um, and we had. You remember those dimmers? We oh, had these yeah. big dimmers that had one handle that went up and down. So we were able to buy some some portable light <laughs> portable light boards. And, yeah. So we were able to buy some equipment. Mm-hmm. Early on, we identified that as a need. Uh, I mentioned bare, barefoot in the park yeah. before. Uh, that was probably the most uh, technical because there's a skylight that's required yeah. for the character at the at the beginning and or at the end of the play, and. I just really couldn't figure out how to do that. But I had a young man in the cast, mm-hmm. and he built one for me. Yeah. It was so good that Mark, the young man who played the, the leading character, was able to actually climb up on it. And that whole scene, which is so critical to oh, the yeah, end of absolutely. the play, we were able to pull it off. So really the most technical challenge was lighting. Yeah. We really, um, with that equipment, we were able to um, we build our own grid we wow. hung our own wires, so we were able to really build a stage. Yeah. Now, here's where it gets really interesting. Where we, and early on in the plays that we were doing, we had parents and grandparents, like I mentioned, and, and friends mm-hmm. and people. But the auditorium, if you recall, if you recall, but seated about a thousand people, right, give or take. Mm-hmm. And those old wooden chairs, you remember Raymond? Those old wooden chairs. Well, when you when you work with the, with young people, now remember they're giving up. And I was a disciplinarian, so they were giving up four to six weeks of valuable time in high school, Absolutely. valuable time mm-hmm. to do a play. I respected that. Hundreds of hours goes into I respected a two-hour performance. From day one, <laughs> yep. I said, if you give me this time, I will personally, I will promise you, you'll have a very high-quality professional production when you're done. And they, they believed in that, and mm-hmm. they believed in, my, in me, so that was really encouraging. But what was discouraging was we'd do all this work, and we'd see – you know, 50 people in that auditorium. Right. Now, they're very supportive, but when kids work that hard and they go out and they see 50 people, I mean, you know, th- you know, these are young people. Yeah. And I was battling hard to build a program. Mm-hmm. So one of the things we decided to do, we had this huge stage. It was cavernous, you know, deep from yeah. the front to the back. So what we did is we put risers. We borrowed risers. Again, that's what I'm saying. Everybody kicked in. Yeah. So... Good old Larry Smith, who was the director of the band program and all that, bless his heart. And he, he said, sure. So we took the risers out of the band and chorus room at the old high school there. And we set them up in an arena format. Mm-hmm. And then we built a set inside that arena. And put so chairs. Kind of like a theater in the round. Exactly. Okay, yeah. Theater in the round. So now you get 50, 75, 100 people. It looks a lot, lot more fuller than it the really is. The program exploded. That's awesome. And we did, and we did, we did three or four. I think we did three Neil Simon plays. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, we did, and but 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 along with the lighting grid I talked about. So all these things sort of came into play, so yeah. that we were able to, um, you know, do really. I mean, arson and old lace, and and these plays take on a whole different um, feel when they're in the round. Absolutely, and it's a great training for young actors because there's no hiding. Yeah. <laughs> you ain't going exactly. anywhere. Yeah. The you know, block you're is there, completely baby. different. Like, I mean, just at, even just the, yes. the technical side from a, from a directorial yes. standpoint yes. of having to play to the whole room instead of just the fourth wall. Absolutely. Like that's, a, that's, that's fascinating to me. Well, one of the, one of the, <laughs> one of the key 
players in all of this. I have, I have to mention him. And, and um, the very first play we did in the round was the odd couple. Mm-hmm. And what we did was we played, we had faculty and students doing it together. Wow. And we had to kind of write, rewrite Mr. Simon because Mr. Yeah. Simon is, you know, a New York writer, you know, for Jewish primarily. Yeah, no, I understand. You know, yeah. the, I mean, the, 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 edits take the, place. The, yeah, the, you got to play, yeah, play yeah, to the, the You know, and it's, it's a whole different audience in New York than it would be in, in Rogers, Arkansas. And so we had, and I was always respectful of that. I didn't want the kids to be uncomfortable. I didn't want parents certainly to be uncomfortable. I certainly didn't want, you know, the faculty and administration yeah. to be uncomfortable. So we really did a good job of that and toned it way down and made it more fun and mm-hmm. all that. Well, um, the um, uh, uh, the leads in the play, Felix and Oscar, were, were faculty members of mine. Mm-hmm. Larry Smith, former band director here, played Oscar. Okay. And he was wonderful. And John Sampier was Felix. Mm. And uh, they were brilliant. The kids just were like, they were like, they were just like dumbfounded because what it, it was kind of the early seas of community theater, yeah. really, which yeah. is which is what we're celebrating in a way. But really, what it was was the fact that these uh, young people were able to interact with their their faculty members, yeah, on a whole different level, and they it elevated their talents, you know, and and uh, and these were just you know these were just young people, but so talented. If you give them the opportunity, they're so talented, and John and Larry, you know, you know. Toned it, you know, I mean, played yeah. it way down and all that. And so John and I are still very, very, very close friends. And, and um, Larry, sadly, is gone. But we really, um, I think we really set the bar up. It was really more, when I left Rogers, it was really more of almost a community theater environment right. than it was a high school drama you know, program. And those seeds that you planted have, have just grown and blossomed into the amazing community theater scene that we have now. Right, I right. Mean, Very proud of that. it wasn't just, you know, you, oh, you, no. you weren't the sole reason for, the, no. for this happening, but definitely no. building that department and growing that and getting adults involved in high school plays and like that, that definitely helped, helped well, it's, foster it's, what, what, what we have today. Well, that's the way I was trained. See, that's the whole thing about paying forward. And mm-hmm. I think that's something that we lose we lose today a lot of it is the fact that uh, the program that I was at at Drury, I would hold up today. Right. Even today, I would hold up. Mm-hmm. The things that we did there uh, are simply amazing. Uh, the quality, and they were primarily um, a teacher prep uh, school, and they had an outstanding education department. And so, and I wanted to be an edu- in, in in educational theater at least at the start. Yeah, I always had professional dreams, which I was able to, to see a little bit. Mm-hmm. But basically, I'm an educator and a teacher, and I love to share and I love to build. So, um, Drury really, really pro- helped me there. And when I got to Rogers, you know, it was just like, guys, I'm gonna, this is out there. This yeah. is out there. Let's let's go for it. And so, you know, a lot of those seeds, and it's fun to see people um, uh, that I know over at the Arkansas. Public theater, yeah, who are involved in in my program, and mm-hmm. you know it's just fun to it's just fun to you know yeah. to see them. Like you'd say, hey, they all grew up, yeah. and they're still doing it, and like, they have yeah. stories about me. So I'm sure you know, <laughs> you know, hey, Mr. Smith, but um, uh, so and I just think you have to you have to get them up on you have to get them up on their feet. Yeah, that you can't learn theater uh, from. It's not about YouTube. It's not about any of that. It always goes back, always and always will. It's the interaction between you and me 
in a, in a theatrical environment, well, and there's nothing like yeah, it. Yeah, you can read a play a million times, but when you perform a play, it gives and when it a you whole see it, different and when you meaning. see it, absolutely. And we're losing that, and yeah. so that's one of the reasons why I'm so appreciative of Raymond allowing me to, to talk about that because you all um, in Rogers and are just doing such a great job of keeping that alive, that live component. It's live theater. It is. It's not you know it's not a podcast. It's not anything. It's live interaction so well done keep it up you know tim uh, there's so many things today that compete for our time and back in the early 70s when you were doing some of this there really wasn't a lot rogers kind of closed up at six o'clock and there were there was a movie theater maybe a drive-in theater uh, but there really wasn't much else. You know, today, not only do we have APT, and they're doing such a great job, but oh, theater, oh, wow. theater Squared, uh, Walton Arts Center, we have the AMP, uh, all these live performances, and then we have all these challenges uh, for our time, both online, live, offline. There, there's music uh, in downtown, uptown, everywhere, all over northwest Arkansas. Uh, thinking back... Over the time when you when you started in in this theater project, and I, I was I was really proud to to be a part of some of that and just to watch some of it. Mm-hmm. I, I fell for one of them, and you can tell that story if you want. <laughs> um, no, it, that's okay. It, 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 at any rate, it um, what happens uh, it, here stays here. It's it's just it's just amazing uh, of the way we were able to 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 take to take those young actors and and like you said with the faculty and everything. Uh, how would that how would that work today with all the competition that's out there? If um, you know, if we if you were to try to come back, or is there something uh, that you would have done different in hindsight? I mean, hindsight's oh always twenty twenty. Yeah. Uh, go off on that just a little bit. Talk just a little bit about uh, how that might work today, and and then if you would talk a little bit about uh, uh, is there something you wished you'd have done different? One of the things that I that I'm I'm really concerned about is the um, the issue that you, that you raise, Raymond, in terms of you know the, so many things demanding our attention, and uh, and especially the attention of our of our children. And one of the things that uh, what it's creativity, and we think you know we think that there are, are um, only so many avenues in terms of creativity, and and one of the things that theater provides you, one of the great things, is the fact that you have to not only communicate with your fellow actors to present a story, but you have to be able to work together as a team. And and so much of what we've lost and are losing quickly is the fact of how hard it is to make something look as effortless as it seems to. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's, I mean, you know, all the all the programs, you know, the voice, all the things, you know, um, it, it's it's. Um, I think that that kind of throws everything kind of at a kilter. You know, these you know these children or, or young people are blessed with you know with with talent, but how do you take that talent and move it to the next level? And the only way you move it to the next level is through sheer hard work. And I think we were kind of doing a little bit of a disservice. And I think that that's part of why educational theater, particularly, is so Im- is so important. Um, is that you have you have to? It's not, and it's hard for young teachers today because so much is 
is predicated on preparing these kids to get into really advanced programs so they can go to Broadway or Hollywood or whatever they want to do. But we have to, we have to encourage educators to say, guys, don't forget the basics. Teamwork, working together, that creativity is, is so, so critical. And I was, you know, I, you know, I got caught up in that a little bit. You know, we were doing a lot of really quality things, and I was probably maybe a little bit too much of a taskmaster. But in hindsight, um, you know, the, 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 just the sheer quality of the work. And, and what we really have, have forgotten, too, is the audience. I never, let me just put it this way. Let's go back when we talked earlier about, you know, I'm, you're entrusting me with your time, yeah. and I'm going to give you something of quality. Mm-hmm. Well, part of that component, though, is the audience. And, and what we taught young people is the fact that from the minute your parents or the audience walks into that auditorium, from the very second they stop at that door mm-hmm. to interact with the ticket or whatever, from the very moment they, they enter and to the time they leave, it's all about the audience. And you have to teach people because theater is a very selfish you know, deal. And, you know, these, these kids are, you know, young. And, and all actors are, you know, are that way. But it's not about you. Right. It's about the audience. And so everything you do as a director, and this is important, you've directed, everything, every second of your time is devoted on, is that going to resonate with the audience? Mm-hmm. And so what's happened now with what we're doing today, you know, with podcasting and all the electronic stuff is that component is, the audience is out there. I can yeah. say whatever, you know, I can just do whatever I want. I don't, you know, the audience is going to come to, no, no, they're not. No. They're not going to come to you. And that component makes live theater even harder now. Mm-hmm. That's why you have to think about the audience. What is it going to take to get the audience in? Now, we've morphed in, you know, you know the subject matter and all that. We, that's, that's a whole different discussion. But quality work. And so what we taught young people is from the moment they enter to the moment they leave, it's all about the audience. If it doesn't look right to me as the director and, you know, you've got to trust me, it's not, the audience isn't going to pick up on it. Yeah. So I think that's part of the challenge. I think we re- I think we did well there, Ray, but I do think that that's a big part. I don't think young, I don't think theater folks in general today, and it's a tough road. I'm not being critical at all. It's just, is that they're 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 thinking about the audience in a different in a different way, and I don't think that's necessarily always going to be healthy. I think you have to think about the audience in terms of what's going to bring them in, and that's quality work. But it takes from the moment they pick up that phone or that or their phone to make a ticket purchase to the time. You know, it's all about the audience. Yeah. Always, you well, can never you forget that. that. You, you hear that even from you know professional actors. I mean, I'm just thinking right now, like Jeff Daniels, uh, you know, Oscar nominated actor for film and Emmy award winning TV, it, you know, he's back on Broadway because right. he says that's re- you know, Brian Cranston, he won Emmy after Emmy for Breaking Bad. He loves doing live theater. He just says there's nothing like no, it. It's the best yeah. experience as an actor to do. And, and, and you're starting to see a lot of these people start to go back to their roots because right. that's how they got started. They're well-established award winning actors. And that's too. And, and that's for me, you know, yeah. I did, I did be, by the time I, I took a year off, and I did my master's at the University of Arkansas. And, and by the time I left teaching, at least at that level, at mm-hmm. the high school level in 77, I mean, I had done, I had done summer stock. You know, I had done 
I mean, where we did like nine, ten plays in three months. You right. know, you're you're rehearsing one, you're learning another, and you're auditioning for another. <laughs> exactly. You know, all at the same time, no sleep. Uh -huh. But that's where you learn it. Exactly. And you know, where do we learn that? Well, we learn that in community theater. Mm -hmm. That's where. That's why. You know, they are, you know the, the folks that are over there, you know, downtown, they need to be supported. You know, that's where you learn it. And the more they can get young people involved and, and your high schools, you have great high schools, and I guess your programs are really are solid. Keep it up. Yeah. Just don't. But remember, it's the audience. Well, I, I will tell the you. The audience wants live. I'm telling you right now. I agree. They want, they're tired. We're all getting tired of the electronics. I'm and, telling you we are. Well, and you look, I mean. And I'm a purist. Something like Hamilton, for example. I mean, just took the nation by storm because it was unique it was different it was you know mm -hmm. it was a story that hadn't really been told that way before right. mm -hmm. and you know i was in chicago a few weeks ago for a class and hamilton was in town single day day of single ticket day of, there you was go still like 145 dollars absolutely i'm just like oh i couldn't go well but you brought then, up, you brought up a good point i'm gonna i'm gonna give this folks out there if you're going to new york or, or chicago or all these places and you want to see a show don't try to sit together. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to, you'll, you'll probably get a seat, like you just said, yeah. by going single. Yeah. And all these people say, well, what do I do if I go to New York? You're, you can talk about it at intermission. Yeah. Just, <laughs> you, all you need is one ticket. Just That's all you need. Show. Yeah, exactly. You're not supposed to be talking. So you did well. <laughs> I'm sorry oh, about. I didn't end up going, but oh, uh, okay. I was just fascinated by the You cost didn't pay the 145? You know, you know we, were, we were tied up in class. Raymond, we talked, I'll talk to Raymond yeah. for you. Yeah, we, we, don't, we don't pay enough to be able to see <laughs> plays Hamilton. like that. We're, we're just a poor not-for-profit organization. So it, it's about the audience. It, it is. And you all, and see what happens is, when you have that creative base, guys, then you're able to have a community like Rogers because that creativity goes out into the community. Mm -hmm. I don't want to be an actor, you know, but that experience, excuse me, that experience morphs into the community. And that's why you have communities like this because leaders like you guys are, hey, I know what kind of creativity Smith's doing over there, you know, and then on stage. And so, you know, you and it's just part of the culture now, you yeah. know, and that's, that's great. Well, you know, Tim, uh, theater's full of life lessons and, I get the opportunity to listen and read some of your life lessons every week. You write an article uh, yeah. for a little newspaper in Paul's Valley, Oklahoma. Right, right. Where, Interesting where, story. Where arts thou? Where arts thou, yeah. And it, it's very good. There's one thing that you said uh, in an article you wrote this year that, that really has stuck with me. And it's not just in theater, it's in life. And that's when a patron uh, goes to a play and leaves the theater. Uh, basically, they just leave the theater. If if the director has done the job that he or she should have done, then that play and that performance leaves the theater with them. And how true that is in life and how true that is with everything that we do. Uh, who said that? Give us the background of that. That's, that's a really profound well, statement. Well, again, um, you know, we all have mentors. You, you, you know, we all at this table have a mentor. And my mentor from really from the first time I really realize, and this is a non-teacher mentor, because I've had some really wonderful educators, as I alluded to earlier, but Harold Prince is the, um, um, the Tony Award winning, um, really, he's really defined, he really defined American musical theater over the last five or six decades, and he's the one who said that originally. There's a wonderful PBS uh, special about Harold Prince, you can probably, I'm sure they'll rerun it because it's outstanding. And he's getting on in years, so you know he's, his time is, is you know, and he's not really directing as much now, but he's the one that said that. And he said, I really wanted to provoke conversation. I really want people to, to leave. So he was always, he was cutting edge, see? 
He understood his audience. That's what I'm saying. And, and I learned from Mr. Prince, and I was able actually to, to see some of his original, original work in New York. Again, through Drury. Again, that's a part of that exposure. Yeah. You know, you just can't beat it. Um, the, um, uh, the fact that he, he always thought that um, whenever he started a new production, it was like a black box. And I'm going to fill that black box. Now, that's a profound visual image, if you can think, you know. And exactly that's what he did. And that's what I learned from him. As I've got this stage in Rogers or wherever, and I've directed in California. I mean, I've directed a lot. Yeah. I've got this box. How am I going to fill it so that the audience is provoked a conversation or it means something? Yeah. And it's, again, Mr. Prince never, ever forgot his, who his audience was. Now, I don't happen to agree with his politic necessarily, but that, and, and I think that probably impacted some of his work you know, uh, later on. But, I mean, the, the, the man is just a genius. But he's very, very, um, you, you don't know anything about Harold Prince. He's very, very, he's all about work. He's a very private person. Mm -hmm. You know, you just, I mean, there's a new book out um, called Sense of Occasion, which was his deal, which goes back to what I said before. You know, and one of the other things, too, that I want to mention is the fact that I made it a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. And we did Bye Bye Birdie. That was my kind of my swan song. Yeah. And um, the orchestra was outstanding. What? <laughs> Especially the percussion. The drummer was unbelievably outstanding. outstanding, yes. Can't believe there weren't awards given out for that one. Uh, well, yeah, he got an award. I'm still waiting. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still paying on one of them. Yeah, that's right. That's right. But he, um, but we did a whole week. You know, we had, you know, that was about the time American Graffiti and all that type yeah. of thing. So we had, you know, radio broadcasts in the morning, you know, American Graffiti. We had a parade with old cars. Awesome. We had pep rallies. You know, when 50s gar, I mean, we just really did it up good. And we had huge crowds every night. Um, the young man who played Conrad Birdie rode into the auditorium on a motorcycle. Wow. That was his entrance. That's awesome. So that's the kind of thing. We made it worth the kids' time. Yeah, to going from, you know, yeah. hoping to get 50 people to, hey. you know, sell out crowds, riding motorcycles. Yeah. I mean, that's, mm -hmm. that's just a testament to but your the kids dedication had, well, and your commitment I appreciate to that, that, but, making it work. Well, the, yeah, I mean, I didn't, I didn't let them off the hook. If you're in, you're in. There and, you go. And, uh, you know, but, uh, the, um, but they really, they believed, they believed in themselves. Yeah. And I'm telling you, my production of Our Town, which, I, which was one of my first productions, even today brings tears to my eyes. Yeah. The, the young man who played the... Um, the stage manager, which is the pivotal role in the play, mm -hmm. um, had never really done anything. But he was really, you know, uh, well beyond his years. You know, I mean, just very mature. Yeah. And our town just took him to the next level. And I remember after the performance, uh, there was a, I was talking to people on stage, and there was this man that was standing kind of over on one side, and he kept trying to look like he wanted to talk to me. Mm -hmm. and I, so finally I kind of broke away. I said, can I, you know, are you, how, how are you doing, sir? He said, I just want to let you know that I didn't think you could get young people to do that. And I still get choked up. And I said, well, I appreciate that. Yeah. <clears throat> and that has stuck with me for, oh, what, 50 years it stuck with me, that one statement. I found out it was the young man's father. Wow. He'd never seen his son do anything like that. You're doing a play? What? Our town? All right, all right, if you have to, I guess, you know, whatever credit, you know. Yeah. And I'm, you know, he wasn't that way with I'll me. I'll reluctantly but, go support well, yeah, and that's, like, yeah, <laughs> and then just you know, get blown away. So. Yeah, and then all of a sudden he's, he's seeing his son do something that he had never imagined. Yeah. And we had kids, at the end of the program, we had kids that were, 
uh, we were doing, they were writing their own pantomimes. And mm -hmm. we were taking this, we call them the shoestring players. And we were going out to the school and the kids were writing their own stuff. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, we really, we really crammed a lot, <laughs> a lot into, uh, into it. And then I decided that I was going to, I really needed to see if I could do it yeah. as a professional. Mm -hmm. So I ended up going to L.A. and doing all that stuff. But anyway, um, but I've always, my heart's always back in Rogers because that's where it started. Yeah. And I really was able to, you know, did a lot of directing in California and, and all that type of thing. So I really, but it all boils down to those early, that early work. Yeah. Mm, well, absolutely. I, I, I it never changes. It, as someone who had a child that recently went through the drama program at Rogers High School. Good. Um, Good. You know, I can, I can definitely tell you that the seeds you planted have, have blossomed wow. very well. well. Ms. Minton does a fantastic job with the, with the drama department at, at RHS currently. and. Good. Well, yeah, you like, keep like, encouraging her because yeah, it's it's uh, it it's it's a lonely battle out there, even though there's a lot of support in terms of you know obviously the parents and mm -hmm. and all that and social media, it's still again it gets back to that get them in the auditorium and and provoke that conversation. It Absolutely. never changes and hopefully never will. Yeah. So, well, all right. Well, we appreciate your time. It was. Well, I'm just so getting started. Good. Oh, oh, just getting started. Okay. All right. <laughs> All right, um, get get the hook, Steve. Yeah, right, get the right, hook. Right, That's yeah, right. Exit stage left, I guess. Right. No. There you go. <laughs> hey, um, well, Mr. Smith. You know, stage left is the, is the is one of the most powerful positions oh, on stage. Oh, absolutely. Because people we read, you know, top to bottom, left, left to right. right. Exactly. exactly right. Uh, but we appreciate you coming in today. It was just so. Oh, it was wonderful. Thank you so much. About just the history of the theater program, and you know, again, the, the seeds that you planted back in the '70s, and to see what they've morphed into today, it's just it, it's fascinating and. You know, again, it truly was community theater is about the community and the community has taken what you started and has developed it to, to, to where it is and just outstanding programs. If you get, ever get a chance to go see something at the Arkansas Public Theater here in downtown Rogers, please take the opportunity. Please do. Support your friends, support your family. These are these are your neighbors that are doing this. They're they're here. They're doing the best that they can and, and putting on some quality performances. So. Again, Mr. Smith, we appreciate you joining us. Thank you us. so much. Raymond, really enjoyed for, it. For sitting in and then chiming in when you had when you had the opportunity. Somebody had to keep him honest. Exactly. Oh, exactly. boy, I'll well, tell you what. Well, thank you, guys, Thanks, and uh, appreciate you all listening on today's Chamber Voice of Business podcast presented by AT&T.